It's lovely to have you all here. Have you had a great Christmas? Are you sure? You've had a good Christmas? Okay, well, we're delighted about that. And in anticipation of tomorrow, we just want to say a happy new year to you all. And we really do pray that 2018 will be a blessed one for, for each of you as individuals. But we also pray that it will be a blessed and wonderful year for us corporately together as a church family. This is always a, an interesting day in the journey of life where people reflect on the past and, and then start to make plans for the future. And it's into that context and into that spirit that we hope God's word is going to speak to us today. I would love us to stand together. We're going to read God's word actually audibly together this morning. Okay, so let's all stand. And the words are going to come up on the screen behind me of Psalm 145. Psalm 145. And it's a wonderful psalm and it's going to shape all of our thinking for this morning. So I'd love it if we could just Read this out with passion. It's a fairly long psalm, but it's a wonderful, wonderful passage of truth. And it'd be great if we could read it together now. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of your glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all people may know of your glory acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He faithful the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. And we know God will add his blessing to that reading from his word. You might want to keep your Bibles open at, at Psalm 145 because it'll help you as we go through this talk. Verse three says this. Great is the Lord 
and most worthy of praise. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. And folks, as we reflect on a year that has just gone past and focus our, our aspirations in the year to come, our title this morning is this, God is worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our praise. It's interesting that the Hebrew and, and Greek languages both have lots of different words to describe praise and in that help give us a holistic picture of what it actually is. Biblical praise means to honor, to revere and to give renown to. It means to rejoice and to sing. It's a way of helping us express love, gratitude and thanksgiving. Praise helps us to, to exalt, to bless and to adore God. And biblical praise was certainly not quiet. The biblical words for praise mean to stamp, to leap for joy, to dance and to shout. And the Hebrew word ruah, R-U-W-A, means to split the ears with sound. To split the ears with sound. So this wonderfully diverse word praise is something that God is worthy of. The great Baptist preacher Spurgeon said, praise is the rehearsal of our eternal song. I love that. Praise is the rehearsal of our eternal song. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. The book of Psalms is certainly the praise book of scripture. Rabbis often designated it the book of praises. And many of you will already know this. But praise of God is a biblical command. It's a biblical command. And Psalm 145 affirms this in verse 10 by saying, all your works shall praise you. All your works shall praise you. And that Psalm 145, it's almost like the start of this grand finale of praise in the book of Psalms. And the last verse of the last Psalm also affirms this biblical command. Psalm 150 verse six says this, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise is a command in scripture, meaning that it is a sin to not praise him. And there are many people who refuse to acknowledge and praise God. But Philippians 2, 10 to 11 reminds us that one day at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven, on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Scripture commands us, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. The Bible also says that we should praise God no matter our circumstances. No matter our circumstances. Psalm 34 verse one says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. We should praise God whether we find ourselves today in the thick or the thin of life 
because he is worthy. And this sort of praise is not, it's a complete act of the will. It's a choice that we make. This praise is not some superficial noise or, or sound that we make, but it's adoration of God. And surely there is no more beautiful a sound than praise which comes out of brokenness. Surely there is no more beautiful a sound than praise that comes from brokenness. However, Nehemiah 9.5 says, God is exalted above all praise and blessing. In other words, it's impossible for us to fully give God the praise that he is worthy of. But to the utmost of our power, folks, and at all times, we should praise God because he is worthy. Why is he worthy? Well, firstly, God is worthy of praise because of his position. He's worthy of praise at all times because of his position. He is El Shaddai, God Almighty. And Psalm 145 reveals much about God's position. Verse one reveals he is king. Verse two reveals a God so incredible that he's beyond our intellect, even that of the greatest intellect, he's beyond our understanding. Verse five reveals a God who is glorious in majesty. I love that. Majesty means greatness. God is glorious in his greatness. That's just absolutely brilliant. He is preeminent, transcendently in a class all by himself. Verse seven reveals a righteous God who is perfect and morally excellent. Verse 10 reveals the creator God, all your works shall praise you. Verse 13, the eternal God, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. What a wonderful God. He has no beginning and he, has ha he will have no end. The great Alpha and Omega. Psalm 145 reveals an awesome and powerful God who is full of glory and because of his position, he is most worthy of our praise at all times. Secondly, God is worthy of praise at all times because he is a personal God. He is a personal God. Verse one says, I exalt you, my God, my God, the King. He is a personal God. Yes, he is the transcendent King, but he is also imminent, an imminent God, a God who has pursued, a God who has rescued, a God who has saved us, a God who has pardoned us from all of our sin, a God who is now our Father, our Father, a God who records our first and our last breath, a God who counts the number of hers on our head, a God who holds our tears in a bottle and watches over us. Verse 18 says, the Lord is near to all who call on him. God is worthy of praise at all times because he is a personal God and we can only know him personally because this transcendent king became a baby as we've just remembered at Christmas time. Then Jesus grew up and lived a perfect life. Then he died a hellish death on a cross for you and for me before he smashed the power of sin and hell when he rose from the dead so that we can know the true and the living God. And Jesus is now ascended and he is surrounded continually with heavenly praise and one day he will return 
so that every knee will bow. He is a personal God who's worthy of praise at all times. And thirdly, God is worthy of praise at all times because he has poured blessing into our lives. He has poured his blessing into our lives. Lamentations 3 verse 22 to 23 says, God's mercies are new every morning. Every morning. How class is that? How class is that? You see, every day we get up, we have a nature that drives us very naturally to engage in fresh mess. So God, knowing that, pours fresh mercies into our lives each and every day. He is a magnificent God and meets every single one of our needs. What an incredible saviour. And Psalm 145 also praises the blessing God has poured into our lives. Verse 8 praises his grace, his compassion and his love. Folks, we have to thank God for his love, his grace and his compassion, that they are so magnificent, that they are unfailing and so generous that they never run out. Though God knows us, he still loves us. Isn't that incredible? He still loves us and we need to celebrate him. Because your loving kindness, O oh God, is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Verse 9 praises the goodness of God. Verse 15, 13 affirms a God who keeps all his promises. We've been singing about these things already today. Verse 15 and 16 celebrates a God who provides our every need. This psalm also exalts a God who keeps us. There's so many people, and maybe you're one of those people here. So many people who are put off coming to know Jesus as their Savior and Lord because they think they cannot keep the faith. Well, the Bible reveals that God keeps us. Verse 14, the Lord upholds, beautiful, the Lord upholds all who fall, all who fall, and raises up all who are bowed down. Verse 20, the Lord preserves all, preserves all who love him. We need to rejoice today because God's continued acceptance of us is not dependent on circumstances and it's not dependent on our perfect performance. It's completely dependent on the God who preserves and keeps us. What hope we have in him he is worthy of praise of, at all times because of his blessing. The old song says this, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. That is so true and it's so important to do. Name them one by one. Do you know a big part of our spiritual maturity is a strong sense of our own history. A big part of our spiritual maturity is a strong sense of our own history. And a big part of that is how we look back and thank God for his blessing. You read Psalm 106 when you get home and see how often the children of Israel got into trouble. Why? Because they forgot what God had done in their lives. They had forgotten what he had done. Well, here we are at the end of 2017. As we look back over this year as individuals, we need to do so with praise. We need to do so with praise in our hearts for what God has blessed and brought us through 
in all of the ups and all of the downs of life. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Well, let me do that for you uh, in terms of me personally over 2017. My family's defining journey this year has been a, a complex, confusing, and difficult pursuit of guidance from God in our lives. In the early part of this year, there were many days of questioning and sleepless nights where we were saying, God, you have, you have helped us build a, a national ministry here in Crown Jesus. It's just about to burst into the Republic of Ireland. Are you asking us to leave this? And bizarrely, that's where the peace of God was. Then once my job or my notice was handed in to Crown Jesus, job opportunities were offered to us by, by top ministries, but none of them fitted. None of them seemed right. We pushed doors, but none of them opened. And many times we wondered, God, what is going on? There's maybe some of you are in exactly the same position right now. We said, God, what is going on? But he was in control. He was absolutely in control. He knew where he was taking us and he was teaching us to trust. <laughs> and that journey led to a meeting with Phil Hills. I wanted someone of that quality looks across the table at you and says, we want you. It means the world. It means so much. And the peace of God about coming here was incredible. You might be going, Lord, what on earth were you thinking of? But we're, th we're thrilled that he would bless and call us to serve here. So we look back over 2017, over the ups and the downs, and we lift up his name in praise because he's good. A big part of spiritual maturity is a strong sense of our own history. It's so important to look back and thank God for his blessing. And there will have been many happy moments for you as an individual in 2017, but there will also have been trials. There will also have been changes. There will also have been experiences that caused you to question, that caused you to ask why, that maybe gave you even sleepless nights. But did God ever leave you alone? Did he ever leave you? No, because he's promised he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And in this Psalm, he says, it says that he faithfully preserves all who love him. Can you praise him today? Can you praise him today because of what he has brought you through and what he has taught you this year? But I also want to say this. As a church, we need to look back over the ups and downs of 2017 with absolute praise. With absolute praise. I remember the Queen's Christmas speech the year that Princess Diana died. She described that year as an annus horribilis, a horrible year. And folks, make no doubt about this. If it wasn't for the grace and the mercy of God, we could be sitting here describing this year that has just gone past as an annus horribilis. But what the enemy planned for evil, he has turned for our good. 100%. That wasn't a good enough response. What the enemy has planned for evil, he has turned for our good. <laughs> Look where we are as a church. 
Look where we are as a church. God raises up David Hume, a young man who has to carry so much on his young shoulders. But what a magnificent job he did. And whatever happens in this church going forward, we must never forget to honour what he did and what he is doing in this church. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing that he is doing. We must never forget it. God raises up Phil Hills. He gives us the, 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 the blessing of coming to be part of this as well. But what a joy to see God's work, God's hand at work. Everything in the natural should say we should be finishing this year in our boots. But folks, I have never been in a church like this. Never been in a church like this. The atmosphere, the joy, the buzz, the unity, the desire, the hunger for God, the anticipation with which people are coming to services, the rich fellowship we enjoy before and after, the expectancy that we have in our hearts as to what God is going to do. It's, it's, it's palpable. You can almost reach out and touch it. It's absolutely wonderful. And we have to give thanks to God. Who will ever forget that Sunday when 57 people stood in this stage to commit their future to this church and become members? I was talking to a senior Elam pastor of one of the biggest Elam churches in the country, and he says, Elam has never seen anything like it. Elam has never seen anything like it. 16 people going through the waters of baptism. What a wonderful night that was. And do you know what? There was a young man sitting in the crowd and as he listened to all of the stories of what God had been doing and how he had transformed people's lives, he gave his heart to Jesus. There was another young man and he had a whole row of his family here and they so enjoyed the service that they're thinking about coming back again. Look what God has done. We should finish this year in abandoned praise of God. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He has done exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ever ask or imagine. What a mighty God. In Psalm 106, it outlines the dangers of forgetting what God has done. Therefore, as we go into 2018, we must never forget the multitude of mercies and blessings towards us. I'll repeat that because it's important. As we go into 2018, we must never forget the multitude of his mercies and blessings towards us in 2017. We must keep in the place of praise because we believe, hear this, we believe 2018 is going to be another incredible year of blessing in this church. God has a plan. And you know what the best bit about it is? He wants you as individuals, each of you to be right bang smack in the heart of it. He wants every single one of you to be bang smack in the heart of the plan he has for this church. Yes, he has done great things, but with our ideas as a leadership team, a new senior pastor coming in in 2018, here's what God's looking for. He's looking for a desperation, a desperation in our hearts to want to press on in him and let us realize everything that he has for this church. We believe God wants to keep blessing this church and to do it even more in a numerical sense. Davy and I are already preaching to the gallery because we are seeing and believing it full. There's, there's more and more people actually up there every week. It's, Hello, how are you? It's, all, it's great. We're believing and trusting for it to be full. We're actually trusting that God's going to fill this church three times every Sunday. 1,500 people. Maybe our vision's too small. Who knows? And we believe we need to start planning for growth. We need to do it. 
And how do we do that? Well, firstly, we never forget our spiritual journey and God's blessing. And secondly, we make sure that no matter how big this church gets, we never lose that sense of family and togetherness that we richly enjoy at the minute. This is why in 2018, we will preach on the the cultures that we believe God wants to see developed in this church. So important. Culture is essentially how we do things. And if we can get the culture one right, what that culture will do is it will build an infrastructure that facilitates growth, but it also protects what is precious, so precious to us as a church right now. We believe God wants to bless this church with authentic kingdom growth through conversions. This has to be at the heart, has to be at the heart of everything that we want to see in this church and our vision. It's incredible how God is bringing more and more people to this church from other fellowships and all are so welcome to be part of this family. But every single one of you will also agree that we must double our efforts to also see growth through conversion by reaching out. We believe God wants this church to not be a influence, but the influence in Dundonald as we proactively meet the greatest social needs that we are surrounded by. That one will cost us. But we believe this is a church that's prepared to count that cost. Absolutely do. Alpha, Davey was saying, starts here in February. We'll confirm the date after session meeting on the, 8th, on the 8th of January here. It starts in February. We are convinced God wants to bless and use that to build our momentum. That's the next momentum shift for us. It's seeing this Alpha course and doing everything that we can to play our part in it. God has commissioned us to be part of the greatest cause on earth. It's the greatest cause on earth. And we all have a part to play. So we need to take Alpha seriously. And here's how we can start doing that. Every single one of us start praying, whether it be two minutes or 10 minutes or whatever, a day for that person or those people that you feel God has burdened your heart with and that you would like to invite. Some might say no, but there's maybe a lot of people out there are just waiting for the question. They're just waiting for the question. Will we step out of our comfort zones? Will we do what we can to bring people along here? How great would it be to see another growth burst in this church through conversions, through people coming to faith. However, do you know something? We're not just believing for Dundonald. We're believing for Ireland. We're believing for Ireland. I came here from a ministry called Crying Jesus. It was birth, I was birthed out of a hunger to see revival in Ireland. That heart is still in me. That heart is in the leadership team here. And it's absolutely where we want to go. Yes, we'd love to start live streaming these services right across the nation, across the globe, for dear sake. Absolutely, let's do that. But we also believe this church will not become a, but the influence within Elam in terms of its church planting, and its strategy for growth in Ireland. 100% that has to be at the heart of who we are. We want to see Ireland one for Jesus. And the amazing thing here is the potential is right within these four walls. 
It's incredible. Come with us on that journey. It's going to be amazing. So folks, incredible things have happened for us in 2017, but we praise God that we're on the cusp. We're on the cusp of something even more incredible in 2018. God is worthy of praise at all times because of his blessing. We press on not forgetting our spiritual journey and the warning of Psalm 106 to remember what he has done. And do you know, here's a challenge. We want every single one of us here today to kick 2018 off in the right way. This Wednesday night is our first Bible study and prayer meeting of the new year. It's the first one of the new year. And folks, it is in the place of prayer that we will see even more breakthrough in terms of God's blessing, 100%. It's in the place of prayer. So let's start 2018 off the way we mean to go on. You know, people often bemoan New Year resolutions. But do you know what? See if there's any catalyst that encourages people to try and improve, whether it be for a day, a week, or whatever. I, that's better than nothing. So with our aspiration for the new year, let's start it off the right way and let's do what we can. Get the childminder sorted now so that we can all be here. 7.45, sharp. Turn to the person beside you and say, sharp. 7.45, sharp. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray the power of God down in this place. We're going to pray for Alpha and we're going to ask God for a mighty harvest of souls. So will you join us in prayer and will you continue with us in prayer? Do you want to make a difference in your life? That was a question. Do you want to make a difference in your life? Of course you do. Do you want your life to count for eternity? All right, I'll, I'll stop there. But folks... <laughs> Our season, let me tell you this, it will pass very quickly. It will pass quickly. So let's get out 7.45 sharp on Wednesday and start this year off in the place we need to be, on our knees in prayer before God, thanking him and praising him for what has been, but trusting him for the great future he has for this church. Let's see this year reach the fullness of its potential in God. Let's all stand together. Worship team are going to join me on the stage what a, a wonderful God we serve. Psalm 145 reminds us he is worthy of praise at all times because of his position, because he is a personal God and because he has poured his blessing into our lives, individually and corporately. So here we are, folks. We're on the verge of a new year. And we're standing as a symbol of our togetherness, as a symbol of our unity and our oneness, because God will only bless unity. We need to protect that one with everything in us, by the way. Because the devil will want to get in and he'll want to wreck this. That's why we need to pray that the strong wall of unity that is all around us now, that God will protect that, that there'll be no cracks appear to give him a foothold, the devil a foothold. There'll be no relationships breaking down, but we do everything to put one another first before ourselves. 
let's determine to not forget our spiritual history. Praise God for what he's done in 2017. But let's keep us in a place of praise over this year to come. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Say it with me and mean it with everything in you. Come on, let's say it. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Say it again. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. We started the sermon a little bit earlier today so we could finish with a great session of praise here to send us out. We hope you can come back later to the watch night service, but if you can't, let's use this one to send us into the new year. Folks, whether we are in the thick or the thin of life right now, praise is a choice. It's also a command. Let's make the choice to praise and lift up his name like never before. Let's do it biblically. If you want to stamp, if you want to leap, if you want to jump about the place or just stand where you are, that's okay. You do whatever way you want to respond, but let's split the ears with sound as we lift up our wonderful God and praise Him. Amen. God bless.